to Dark Discussions, your place for the discussion of horror film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. A weekly podcast here. The discussion is about the most recent horror and genre films. Intelligent talk on a genre that deserves intelligence. A conversation between co-hosts discussing not only the film, but also the connotation that the directors and screenwriters are trying to articulate. When you want more than a review, listen to Dark Discussions. And speaking of perception, there's just one more scene I want to talk about, which is after Caleb discovers that Kyoto's a robot, Kyoto kind of peels off her skin, showing him what's underneath. Now, wait a minute. I know where you're going with this, but tell me you weren't already thinking this 15 minutes earlier in the film. Exactly what he's thinking at that moment. Which is he's a robot, too. Oh, I consider the possibility. Right, and that's what I like, is the fact that the writers are smart enough to know that this is what the audience would be thinking. We've all seen Blade Runner. <laughs> right. Exactly. www.darkdiscussions.com Wherever podcasts are found. Hello, welcome once again to Dark Discussions, your place for the discussion of horror film fiction and all that's fantastic. I'm one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A. And with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. I'm not going to talk as fast as Phil. Indeed, indeed. Sorry about that. And in the state of New York. Hi. <laughs> this is Mike. <laughs> Mike, how's it going? You leaving tomorrow to to uh, Virginia? Yeah, headed down to um, the Scares of Care holiday dinner toy drive. I hit the second toy drive in eight days. Sure. That's that's just your cover story. You're having a torrid affair with Barrett. I wouldn't bring Pam along. <laughs> is, oh, is Pam is Pam going? She's actually going down this time. Yeah. How about that? Uh, uh, is it just? Uh, <laughs> are you staying for how many days down here? Uh, because I'm going down with Pam. Apparently, only just one night because she didn't want <laughs> some weird ass reason. <laughs> because you know, now that she's retired, she's got all this shit to do. And are you staying over in Delaware again, or Maryland, or wherever the hell you usually stay? No, we're just going straight down, because that's how Pam likes it. Yeah, straight. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> that's what she said. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, and we have uh, someone from the Commonwealth of Virginia, where Mike and Pam are actually going to. Yeah, hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how's it going? Good. Excellent. All right, for folks who are new to the podcast, or even if you aren't, uh, what we do here, we are part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. We are the, the founding podcast of the network. Uh, that's why the podcast is named Dark Discussions Podcast, and the network is as well. Uh, the, we've been here now for almost 12 years, uh, basically weekly episode of a genre movie. So horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, techno-thrillers, mysteries, grindhouse, arthouse, midnight movies, foreign language films, uh, drive-in fear, and the like. Basically, we try to talk intelligently about a genre that deserves intelligence. Uh, now, uh, we have an email, which is darkdiscussions at AOL.com, or you can just go to darkdiscussions.com, the website, and press on the menu, contact us. And whichever way you email us, uh, please put in the subject something like Dark Discussions listener or listener to Dark Discussions or something like that because um, when people comment on the website, uh, we automatically get emails generated to us that uh, are sent. So to 
filter them out and know that it's actually an email rather than a comment where um, you want to talk to us directly through email, uh, just put that in the subject. And you can write anything you want, and we will read your email on the podcast. So if you have uh, ideas or there's a film that you've seen or there's a review you want to talk about or just news in general you wanted to mention uh, or just talk about the podcast, uh, please email us and we will read your email on the podcast. Uh, Eric, what else can people find on www.darkdiscussions.com? <laughs> they can find a link to our Patreon account. Patreon is an online service that allows you to financially contribute to your online artists like us. Producing this show is not free. We have to pay for things like web hosting, uh, domain names, uh, computer equipment, movie rentals, and so on and so forth. Uh, so if you would like to help offset the cost of producing this show, that's how you can do it. You can go to patreon.com slash dark discussions. Uh, or follow the Patreon badge on any page of darkdiscussions.com. Any and all contributions are greatly appreciated. Indeed, indeed. Uh, now, we uh, do have a, a, a message from uh, John Appleby. Uh, John Appleby is a listener from the U.K. Uh, he sent a message on November 29th. owner of the restaurant franchise. I don't think so. It's spelled a little differently. It's a B-Y. So That's my story, and I'm sticking with it. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, uh, today is, for some, some of our listeners like Pam, uh, who are always curious when we record because these episodes don't necessarily come out the week after they're recorded, uh, today is December 8th, 2022, and Mr. Appleby's email is from November 29th, 2022, and this is what he says. He goes, just a quick hello and a late happy Thanksgiving to you folks. Been meaning to message you about organizing this year's Christmas Tree Tops Children's Ward Appeal 2022, and it takes a lot of work. If you do get to read my email out on Dark Discussions, tell everyone I humbly apologize as Team USA, we're by far the better team in soccer, the World Cup. Haha, <laughs> so you can give me some shtick for that. Also, really sorry about you not getting your Taylor Swift tickets, Phil. <laughs> I tried for Depeche Mode in London, and it really took the piss out of me. In the end, I just said, fuck it. Take care, fellas, and as ever, thank you for the great podcasts. Fuck Ticketmaster. Absolutely. Bastards. I don't even know if they do it in England, but probably. Uh, Monopoly, you know, that is all global now. No, Pearl Jam tried to tell I, us in the 90s. Oh, I listened to them, but, you know, they failed in trying to change things. Just wasn't yeah. enough, enough people yeah, but, wanted to change it. Oh, the whole Taylor Swift thing. I got the code. I, I log in. Oh, God I'm damn it. List. I, I get in Nobody within cares. like 15 minutes. My code doesn't work. Nobody cares. And so I refresh the screen. I get booted out. I have to wait <laughs> three hours. Not a single person. All right, fair enough. I'm just confused. It, I thought he said that they were playing soccer in the World Cup. I thought this World Cup, they played football. <laughs> he understands that us Americans uh, call it soccer. Saka, you know, like the Boston one. A-H, yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so thank you, John, uh, for the message. Uh, we did have another message from him that we read on a prior episode that has not been released yet. Uh, so, uh, so it'll be coming out sooner or later. So we're getting this email uh, possibly out before that other one. But I think his other email may be from our discussion of a film called X, 
which that episode hasn't been released out yet, and that one will probably get released before this one. <laughs> so you better do it fucking soon. <laughs> yes, yes. Actually, this week uh, is Terrifier. That's coming out tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Terrifier two, that is. So yes, um, and then next week. Uh, uh, well, not next week, but the week after, we'll have our Christmas movie episode, and then we'll have our our New Year's Eve episode, and so yeah. So I gotta get I gotta get something out. July. What's that, Mike? And hopefully we have that one out in time for Fourth of July. Yeah. No, no, those all come out. The one that usually comes out late is the best of the year list because Mike has to watch another fifty films or so. That's right. We gotta wait till spring. <laughs> because Mike has to catch up. Yes, indeed. All right, so it's all good, Mike. It's all good. Too. We're, we're brothers. The brotherly love that we fight all the time. There we go. So, uh, um, so I guess uh, that's pretty much all the information here. We may have some news and what we've been watching after. That's not related to Taylor Swift tickets, um, but we will uh, bring that up if we have time, depending on how long we talk about our topic tonight, which leads us to Eric. What are we going to talk about tonight? Tonight, we're going to be talking about the second film this year, but released in theaters, directed by Ty West and starring Mia Goth, Pearl. family during these times is admirable but you only get one take at this life if only they would just die pardon nothing i want to be special dancing up on the screen like the pretty girls in the pictures I will not let you leave this farm again. I'm worried there may be something real wrong with me. Rumor has it they only take one gal per town. We're looking for someone with X Factor. Has to be me. How about a film nobody else has seen? Is it legal? Will be eventually. I know what I've done. Bad things. Terrible, awful, murderous things. I want to be loved from as many people as possible. But truth is, I'm not really a good person. Uh, that's right. Uh, Pearl is a prequel to uh, the 2022 slasher film X that came out uh, earlier this year. Um, this film was uh, filmed uh, back to back, and then they uh, surprised us with it uh, as a release date of September 16th, 2022. Uh, the film, as stated, was directed by Ty West, part of the Mumblecore 
group of folk. Uh, this one was written by Ty West with mere goth participation, uh, based off of characters by Ty West because of uh, the original film X. Uh, the film stars, as Eric mentioned, Mia Goth, uh, but also uh, a handful of other folk, not anybody uh, that I necessarily know, but, but um, it was uh, David Corinsweat uh, plays the projectionist. Tandy Wright plays uh, Ruth. Matthew Sunderland as Burl's father. Emma Jenkins Porrow as uh, the, the young, young sister-in-law of blonde woman Mitzi. And Alistair Sewell as Howard. Um, the film uh, has grossed about $9.4 million, it says, at the box office on a budget of $1 million. Um, and for folks who aren't familiar with Mia Goss, she's done a lot of independent film, uh, including um, the, the, the bigger Hollywood film that we did. Uh, what the heck was it called? Was it the Cure of Wellness. She starred in that. Uh, and she's also known... Oh, she was also in Suspiria, the remake. And she's also known as... Um, uh, Leah Chia LaBoss uh, um, Squeeze and because uh, I don't know if they're married but they've been around uh, together for years um, and uh, that's pretty much it that's all I got uh, the film is getting uh, great reviews uh, over a hundred and something reviews on Rotten Tomatoes if reviews matter to you uh, with around um, a positive score of uh, 75? No, no, 90, 90%. 90%. So it's actually uh, uh, 9 out of 10. Uh, all right, so I guess we can get around and discuss uh, how we heard about this film and what we thought about it. And um, let's start with you, Barrett. Um, I heard about this because I saw X and we were talking about seeing or um, doing a podcast on it, so I went to see it. I uh, saw it in the theater, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I might have liked it a little more than X. Um, there's some good dialogue in it that I really liked, um, and the story was fairly interesting. So that's about it. All right, sounds good. Um, yeah, for me, I heard about it because uh, it just popped up, and I heard you know it was supposed to be this a prequel to X. Um, I was trying to get to the theaters but for some reason that three-week period i just couldn't make it i was swamped with a bunch of stuff um and uh as a result the podcast was pushed back for this movie uh because of it uh and i finally was able to watch it um two days ago i think on on apple i, I decided to buy it i didn't want to but i said uh, i'm gonna just do it why not just in case it's good because uh x i was okay with x i was not a huge fan uh with x um i thought it was okay it was you know decent but i guess i went in with believing all this hype that everybody was saying and then when i saw it i was like eh, it's just all right um so when eric suggested well let's do pearl since we were supposed to do it four weeks ago i was not happy uh because i again wasn't a huge fan of x and i thought this was just going to be I don't know, a retread. Um, so I watched it two nights ago, and um, I found out that this film is fantastic. I love this film. This film was really good. I thought it was way better than X. Um, I thought it was uh, perfect horror uh, for me. I like mental illness, a cluster B type uh, characters with no supernatural. And unlike 
X. Uh, this one felt more serious, more real, more um, scary. Uh, so yeah, this was, this was a great film. Uh, this will most certainly be a top ten horror film for me this year, if not a top five. Uh, let's go with you, Eric. Um, I heard about it because there was a trailer for it at the end of uh, X when I went to saw it and see it in the theaters. Um, and I saw it in the theater when it was released. And on my first viewing, I certainly appreciated Mia Goss' performance, but I wasn't really on board. Um, there's a very specific aesthetic uh, to this movie. Um, I've talked many times in the past about how I don't really watch older movies. Um, and the aesthetic here is in, intentionally uh, calling back uh, to some of those older movies, um, which I consider a lot of the time to be hokey and cheesy. Uh, so that aesthetic kind of put that feeling in me when I was watching the movie. So I did not love it the first time I watched it. Um, I did have a chance to watch it a second time uh, with my friends, Dan and Susie. Uh, I liked it much better um, the second time I saw it because uh, I was able to get past that a little bit uh, and appreciate the movie more for what it was rather than my initial gut recoil from the aesthetic. So that being said, um, I think this movie is very good. Uh, Mia Goth deserves awards for this performance. It's incredible. Um, I also thought the woman who played her mother was quite good. Um, so overall, I would recommend this movie. Uh, don't know where it's going to fall on my list at the end of the year, but it's definitely um, in consideration. All right, sounds good. And Mike? Yeah, uh, I love this film. Uh, I was also a big fan of X. Uh, the only problem I have is that I ordered a Blu-ray copy of it uh, on Black Friday, and it's not going to be here until... Oh, December 20th, I think is what it said. So I have not had a chance to do a rewatch because I didn't buy it just to buy it again. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't think it's streaming anywhere. So I may be a little thin on some of the details, uh, but there's certainly definitely striking images. And there's a prolonged scene of Mia Goth speaking to the camera that is you know, burned into my brain. Uh, I am absolutely with Eric saying that this is a, an award-winning performance and if only this was a thriller she would get them mm-hmm. <laughs> right but nope it's yep. a horror so not, nece- not necessarily and, and nope, because it's a horror film. she's getting jack squat no 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 I, I mean not necessarily even if it was a thriller because something like kevin and Take shelter were, were thrillers and, and those were, were award-winning performances too and they were always ignored as well but that just might do sense. Uh, Continue. but anyhow so that's just bitter fandom. Uh, they they do, by the way, spoiler warning, have the uh, trailer for the third and presumably final entry in this series, which is Maxine, spelled the way Phil likes to spell it, with three X's, um, <laughs> uh, which is a sequel with to to uh, to X. Uh, to me, it's weird. I think if, if, even though I know this is a, a prequel. Uh, as the film that came second, it makes me think a little bit of uh, what was a movie, uh, Kill Bill, hmm. where the first film was much more of a grindhouse film, and there was a little bit more of a drama to the second. Uh, and just personally, I 
prefer in both cases I prefer the first film, but it is a close call. Um and I couldn't fault anybody for preferring one over the other. This is you know, kinda like you prefer, you know, Alien or Alien, Godfather One, Godfather Two, um Highlander or Highlander Two the Quickening. So uh yeah, they're all perfectly fine. Um uh, but yeah, this is a, a really good film uh, and highly recommended. And it, it is very much I, the only thing I got that goes to the period piece style is the is the style, which I think is funny because it's like X was filmed in a 1979 style because it was set in 1979, where this is filmed in like a 1938 style, but it's set in 1918. Well, I got uh, to about that later, Mike. Oh, okay, it feels like Wizard of Oz. It's right, exactly. Office. Yeah. Now and again, now to us that's as Eric said, old. Um but uh you know it's it's you're talking about a fifteen, twenty year difference. It's like shooting a you're saying that a twenty two thousand and eight film is the same as a twenty twenty two film. You know, no, don't get me twisted. Seventies is also old. <laughs> yeah, oh no, oh I know that. But I'm saying it's not that it's old. But it's like it's like 1970 is distinctly different from 1985 and 1990. Oh, and the, and the difference in, in in my soul is that it happened while I was alive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Did it happen before I was born? You know, like Planet of the Apes came out two years before I was born, but that still feels way older to me than Star Wars, which came out when I was six. Mm-hmm. And it's really you know only a nine year difference between the two movies. Right. Unless, of course, you're talking about the uh, Tim Burton Planet of the Apes, but that's a that's a nightmare we do. Let's not, let's not that. talk about that. My <laughs> <laughs> Spike. No, uh, so so let's discuss. All right, sounds good. Um, all right, so uh, that's our feelings on this film, and uh, let's go with uh, Eric. Do you have an IMDb or a wiki? Wiki, wiki. In 1918, a young woman on the brink of madness pursues stardom in a desperate attempt to escape the drudgery, isolation, and lovelessness of life on her parents' farm. Uh, you know, I, I didn't read that, but once you said it, uh, on the brink of madness, I think the woman was mad even before the movie started. Yeah, I agree. Hardy. Well, I mean, she blooms in this movie. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. That's a good way of saying yeah. it, but yeah, I don't yeah. think she's on the edge. Yeah, she was already she was yeah, already I, past that. If she's killing animals, her, her, her she's already past that. Her wires are frayed at the start of the film, but it it's in the course of the film that that somebody finally plugged her in and she short circuited. I hate to break right, it right. to you, Phil, but people kill animals on farms all the time. No, no, no. But there's a difference. I knew someone was going to say that. I, <laughs> that I, makes I, I wanted to. Read, I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I what I meant was she kills animals for fun rather than killing them to eat and then she takes the animals that she kills and doesn't eat them she throws them uh into the water so an uh, alligator can eat it so <laughs> what was that term for the the serial killers uh like that they mature yeah right but the serial yeah. killers often will start out by killing children not, i'm sorry by killing small animals small children. <laughs> yeah she, she's definitely what we call she's truly a, a crust of bee for sure, which is the worst thing any human being can be, in my opinion. And it was what makes horror films scary for me. Um, 
especially having experienced cluster B uh, people in, in my life many times uh, that were close to me. So um, we can get into our thoughts on this film and what we do here on Dark Discussions besides uh, discuss uh, our review. We also uh, critique and dissect the films as well. So at a certain point in this podcast, we'll throw a spoiler alert out and we will talk about specifics. So anything and everything related to the film, any scene we want to talk about and whatnot. Um, but before that, we usually generally talk about general stuff uh, related to the film before we do throw the spoiler alert up. So things like, you know, maybe uh, how it ties into the first film, uh, Ty West uh, and his career, um, period piece, uh, thrillers and horror films, and so on and so forth. Uh, so we, we can start there. But I'll, I'll start because uh, Mike did bring up an interesting fact, and I think you may have brought it up too, Eric, which is Mia Goth's performance is absolutely fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, the, I think the mother was, as you said, Eric, as well. And I also think her sister-in-law, the blonde woman, she was really good as well. But obviously this is Mia Goth's film for the fact that um, it's named after her character, and her character is pretty much in the film, the whole film. Um the thing is, though, uh, Mike made a, a good point. Like, yeah, this is a word, you know, if this was a thrower. And I was thinking that, too. But, again, I always bring up, like I s- said when I, uh, um, well, inter- interrupted you, Mike, or interjected, which is I said films like Take Shelter, which were a phenomenal film, I felt. And then we, we need to talk about Kevin, which is a, another phenomenal film. And those were thrillers, too. And, of course, they're ignored by c- they, they got nominated. I don't know how what they won, but they at least got nominated. I mean, I can't fault them. There's a lot, always a lot of good stuff that comes out. Well, it depends on what they were nominated. What what I mean, anybody can get nominated at at you know Joe's convention, you know, and a lot of these films did. I'm like, sure. Like, I, I'm sure. Take Shelter. I saw it on top ten lists that were not just horror fan lists. Uh, I saw. I'm pretty sure it had a nomination for Michael Shannon for the Oscars. Um, yeah. I yeah. don't remember how we need to talk about Kevin off the top of my head. Uh, that was also a film that I don't think had a theatrical release. So those are, uh, the- it had a, I think, I think it may have had, like had a those, festival. Yeah. It's one of those. Yeah. Like, yeah, re- yeah. New York, whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, again, either, whether, whether well, or not. The fact of the matter, Phil is, is the genre films get pushed to the side. And we all know it. Yeah. Yeah, um, it and it's, it's a bummer for those of us who prefer genre film. Um, but it's not unexpected. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, we, Eric, me and you saw that that really great film, uh, Thoroughbred, where Olivia Cook and Taylor Joy were were fantastic in that film, and you know they were ignored. So again, genre films, like you said, they just are ignored in a sense. I mean, they they're liked, and they can be put on lists, but generally, um, yeah, your, your point is taken, Eric. Every once in a while, one will break through, like uh, Silence of the Lambs, but not very often. And notice how you had to go back to 1991. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My God, that's that's terrible. That's well, I get Parasite is kind of a genre film. Yeah, 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 but as much as people made it out to be. Yeah, I guess. It was what Mike it wasn't what made I don't it think out to as be. much as people made it out to be. There's because I don't think there was really much. Yeah. There are a lot of people who are calling it a horror film, and it's like a. Yeah. Well, you got to remember, Mike. Our our perspective is severely skewed because we talk about dark movies every single week <laughs> um, Wait, uh, for we people who don't watch that kind of stuff every day. That movie was, was wow. You know, 
right. Yeah, I still have to see that. I have not seen it. I feel. Oh, it's a great maybe, movie. Still, yeah, you need to check yeah. it out. Yeah, maybe it, that'll be my New Year's resolution film. I don't know. Um. So, um. So that that's. Yeah, the, the award, you know, you know, Goth was, was most certainly fantastic, as the whole cast was. Um, now, for Ty West, um, uh, he, he's, he's, he hits a miss, and, and uh, he's, he's, he's done pretty good, obviously, this year. Um, and I'm sure Triple X will probably be pretty solid as well. Um, well, you never so know. I'm going to I'm going to pause for a second and and. Uh, point out that when you say hit or miss, you're talking about your personal preference on his films. Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I don't think there's any denying that the dude knows how to direct a movie because all of his movies, whether you, it, whether you prefer them or not, uh, I don't think you can deny for any of them that he uh, has something specific that he was aiming to do. And he did that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not disagreeing at all. Um, yeah. If, if, if I just anything, wanted to make that specification. That's all. Oh yeah. Well, there's a difference between writing and directing too. You know, yes. He's both yes. A directing. Writer. I don't think you can argue with writing. No. You might be able to argue with. Exactly. That, that was my point as a director. He's fantastic. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure most of his films are well regarded, if not necessarily all highly regarded yeah. with the exception of cabin fever too. And I know you don't like Yin's keeper. And that was a, uh, one of the early, our discussions oh, yeah. because we're fucking old. Well, what's really funny, Mike, is that at one point I went back and was listening to some old episodes and there's an even earlier episode of dark discussions where Phil talks about how excited he is for innkeepers. I know I was, Oh, that <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, well, and that, he did, that, he did do what he set out to do in cabin fever too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but, uh, isn't that a movie he'd actually try getting his name off of? I, I don't know. I don't know. But I do know The Sacrament. I, that was on my top ten for that year. I think I had it in my top five. I thought that film was fantastic. Um, that film got a lot of criticism for being too much like Jonestown. But I think but it was I intentional, think right? Absolutely what he was trying to do and just not get sued. Right, right. Yeah, I, 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 that, I, you could be right. It was a fantastic film. I just, lo- I loved that film. I could watch that over and over. Um, so yeah, I mean, his career is, uh, uh, he's, he's kind of, I don't, I don't know if he's, he's a big, big name yet because again, even though Pearl and X uh, did well, they still weren't like big films. They're only, you know, he only made like ten, twenty million each, which is pretty good for a budget of nothing. But again, we're not talking. You know all these guys that that were horror directors that suddenly are doing Spider Man and Godzilla and and in the big budget Star Wars and Marvel and whatever the entire DC universe. Yeah, so, <laughs> but but you know he could be one of those guys that could pop up there um, sooner or later. Um, I hope he doesn't because honestly I think people do their best work uh, like Scott when, Derrickson when they, have, when they have limitations. Yeah, like um, Scott Derrickson, right? He turned down Doctor Strange. And then he went and did Black Phone, right? And that was mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. So, well, so. and and I keep on wanting to attribute this to Kevin Smith, but I don't know if he was the first one to say this. Um, but he was one of the people to say this, which is that when you have a lower budget, it increases your creativity because you have to be more creative. Because um, when you've got you know a uh, hundred million dollars to spend on whatever, uh, yeah. you don't you don't think about how to do stuff. You just pick the 
way that you absolutely know will work uh, instead of having to maybe explore options that are less expensive uh, to make it work anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I always use um, the, the the film, I think it was uh, Riddick, uh, that film uh, with uh, Vin Diesel, uh, which was a $38 million film um, to make. And that looked absolutely fantastic. And in other films that came out that year were like 150 million and were, were much worse than that film. And it shows you, like, like you said, whether it was Kevin Smith that's that said that or Tarantino or somebody that said it, uh, I'll take your word. It was Smith. Um, I, I can buy that because with the limited budget you have, you have, you most certainly have to, um, be more careful. And, and, and so you may not be as sloppy too, you know, <laughs> And you don't have as many people working on the film either, right? So you right, yeah. Well, and and I heard Kevin Smith say that in the context of his movie Red State, uh, which had like a five million dollar budget or whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And that, that was a pretty good film. Um, so let's see. Uh, any other general things that people want to talk about uh, that's uh, related to the film uh, or adjacent to the film that isn't spoiler stuff? Anyone? Uh, I will just say once I got over my prejudice towards the particular um, style on my second viewing, I was able to acknowledge that this film looks fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I, and actually I kind of um, also speaking of uh, this film compared to X, I, I, I like the, um, the characters better in this film too. Uh, and I don't know why. Um, I think because they were all, they were, they were normal. Except for, I mean, I mean, not normal, but the like the the this film here had what's her face, um, Mitzi, the the sister-in-law, and she was as normal as you can get, and and so at least I could take a breather, and it didn't feel like it was grimy at points. Like actually, straight grime the whole way, probably intentionally, as you said, Mike, because it's a grindhouse type film. And this one here, everybody was like, I. I Icky, except for Mitzi, and so when Mitzi showed up, everything was like, "Oh, okay, I got another breather." So, so I th- I like that about this film too. Personally, I like I identified with the crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, now, related to the the re- X, you don't you don't need to see X. So I liked how this could be a standalone film. So that 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 was good. Well, and I showed it to my friends, Dan and Susie, without them watching X first. Um, Because Dan, uh, (laughs) he's such an interesting individual. He gets real weird about sex scenes in movies. Um, So I chose not to show him X. uh, Well, I I am very disappointed in you. And uh, and he he enjoyed it. Yeah, well, yeah, right. This one didn't have any... uh, of those scenes. That's what I'm saying. That's why I showed yeah. him this one and not X. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 It's a good film. It's, a, it's a really good film. Um, anything else anybody wanted to discuss? Uh, I think just, I cut Barrett off by accident earlier. Were you saying something? I was there? just going to say, I just like the um, resonance of the wizard of Oz that it evoked. Uh, mm. It just was kind of neat because, you know, the wizard of Oz I grew up with and watched every year for a long time. So, it that just hit me. <laughs> so anyway. Well, and I will just say, and, and this isn't really a spoiler. Um, 
people who have seen the movie will know what I'm talking about. Um, and we can talk about it in more detail later, but the, the last shot of the film that it, that it starts rolling credits over is just, that's fucking insane. I've never seen anything like that before in my life. And it was great. It was disturbing. Well, not only that, but can I point out, this is a, that last shot came out the same year as the movie smile and, well and and i've also learned uh from watching interviews that that was a that was a one take yeah i i i could i yeah all right that's fair i I believe him yeah why not yeah yeah and it was uh she did well she did good yeah yeah and i dragged on for at least 60 it was about 60 seconds yeah yeah, my least. my second view, I was that was paying attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, like, um, weirdly uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. So like, yeah. okay, you can stop now. Yeah, any second now. <laughs> okay, we got the point. Mind <sighs> me, fuck uh, it. Come on. Now, uh, I wonder if. That's the same crocodile or alligator, whatever it is, uh, from the first film. Because how long do alligators live, Mike? Do you know? I I, I forget. I, I know like turtles can live like a hundred and something. Years. I don't know if they can live. I mean, I'm assuming it's an American alligator, uh, yeah. which is technically a crocodilian anyway. But um, is the, the 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 name of the larger order? But it's um, it's a big animal. Um, or can be. So yeah, it says about know, 50 so years. What's the difference? 50 about, years. Uh, about 70 years? It says 50 years. Just roll it up. American alligators live about 50 years in the wild. So it's yeah. probably not the same one. It's probably a relative. Once they turn, uh, they are over four feet long. They're pretty much uh, will live to old age because uh, predators uh, are they're safe from predators except for humans. So, um, yeah, so it's probably just a related a relation. Let's, let's let's try to kill the armored tank with teeth. <laughs> That's all well, I've seen some videos of uh, of big cats um, dragging alligators out of the out of the river, uh, but those are smaller ones that are less than four feet long. Yeah, 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 yeah. Once they hit four feet, then they're pretty much safe from all predators. And meanwhile, I have a cat that lost a fight to a slipper. <laughs> it happens. It's, uh, reading, it just so it takes away their dignity. Uh, well, it is what it is. Um, so uh, any other items anybody wanted to bring up that is general stuff? Anyone? Um, I can't. I really want to give the actress credit because I think she was she was really good. Uh, but I'm confused looking at the IMDb page as to uh, – because it, cause it says father as the character name for her father, but it just has like women's names. Uh, and I don't know what her mother's name was in the movie, so I don't know which actress to credit. <laughs> Do you guys oh, know uh, if it was Ruth yeah, or Mother? Yeah, I, I got it right here. It, it's the one that begins with a, I think it ends with a C. Uh, Karen Swite, is it? Is it? Oh, no, no, no. That's the, that's the guy. Um, her, her mother is uh, Tandy Wright. Okay. Yeah, so Tandy yeah. Wright was also fantastic. She did a great job. Yes, yes. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, that Tandy Wright, uh, both, actually, the film must have been filmed in New Zealand, I'm guessing. Uh, yes. I haven't done research, because uh, both the father and mother are are by, played by New Zealanders. And Mitzi, uh, the sister-in-law, 
is from, originally from Providence, Rhode Island, but uh, has dual citizenship uh, between the U.S. and uh, New Zealand. So, so most of the cast are New Zealanders, except for Mia Goth and David Curran Sweat. David Curran Sweat, who's the projectionist, uh, he's American, and then uh, Mia Goth is uh, uh, English. Um, so, was the was the father the same actor? Not the same as the projection. Sorry, not the father. The the husband, the same actor. No, they they used it because he would be much older. They didn't. They actually used an older actor for the father in X. So they 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 recast the father. Howard was played by a a different actor. Oh oh, I'm I'm sorry. I was gonna say it seemed like that's what I meant. I went to Howard. Yeah yeah yeah. It seemed like they used that she was the only one. Uh, that comes back appeared in both films. Yes, yes, yeah. Howard would would have been the only one that survived from the, this film, uh, and 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 um, yeah, spoiler. Right? Um, and he is a young man in this film, so they well, but, yeah they but cast him. She was also a young woman in this film and an old woman in the other one. So yeah, nobody put makeup on him in. In on the husband in X, but I didn't know like how much makeup right. because we didn't see him. In if you were wondering if it's the same actor in X, it's not. Right. Exactly. Uh, Alistair Sewell is Howard in this film, and I'm assuming he's New Zealander because Alistair, uh, though a, a, a normal name, is is more typical to the Anglo countries that aren't America, and. Um, Stephen Ure played Howard in X. So okay. uh, two different actors, yeah. Uh, anything else anyone wanted to bring up? Non-related. I'm stuff. ready to get in the spoilers. All right, all right, sounds good. So uh, what we do here at this point here in the in the podcast, we are going to talk about everything and anything. So if you haven't seen Pearl, which is readily available to rent or purchase on VOD, and as Mike said, you can get the disc on December 20th, at least in the U.S. We're talking U.S. here. Um, you can... Um, I think it's actually... So, I thought it was already out, but it just was sold out, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Oh, okay, there you go. So maybe the disc is there already available as well. Uh, but it's back-ordered, which is, uh, sometimes happens. Uh, but either way, it's readily available, so you can go out and, and, and see it. It's not streaming anywhere in the U.S. Uh, it's all rental or purchase, uh, but you can see it, uh, and you can come back and listen to the rest of the podcast if you do not want to be spoiled. But at this point, we're going to throw up the spoiler, and we're going to talk about everything and anything related to this film. So the spoiler alert is up. And uh, I guess we can begin. So, uh, Eric, you want to start since uh, you said we're sure. Um, I'll just say that there there was a moment uh, when the movie really started for me. Um, it was it was uh, when she was on her way back from town, uh, and she stopped in the cornfield, and she's she's having this little fantasy moment and dancing with the scarecrow. I'm like, okay, she's she's daydreaming. <laughs> she wants to be in show business and everything, and then she starts slipping the tongue with the scarecrow. And I was like, oh, oh, holy fuck. This woman is out of her mind. <laughs> well, you know what's, you know what is, is, is strange is that 
that didn't disturb me as much as when she took the pitchfork to the duck or the goose because that is is sadistically insane while what she did you could argue is just a weird fetish but i i i i don't know if she's obviously she's just mentally insane anyway so yeah that, i guess that could have that scene or it could make people say yeah yeah, this this woman's there's something wrong. <laughs> Did you think there's like a subreddit out there? A <laughs> subreddit of what? Like people well, with scare fetishes. <laughs> yeah, but, but what Mike is referring to is if you go to Reddit, you can search for anything and uh, besides animal killings, uh, and, and and you'll find. I'm it. sure you can search for that too. Well, yeah, they ban those off of off of Reddit, but they don't oh, ban okay. scarecrow fetishes. So. Uh, Wow, so, a social yeah, media Mike, site actually did something right. Yeah, so, so, yeah no <laughs> uh, so so Mike is uh is, is right. It's it's probably there. It's probably there. Well, what is it? Thirty four. That it's if it's on the internet, there's a porn version of it on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true, Mike. That is true. Um, so, uh. Where do we want to go? Uh, so yeah, so what, what, we we find out that Pearl's young woman who lives with a father that unfortunately has had a, uh, what appears to be a stroke or MS. Did or, you ever really or explain something. how he got to be in the condition he's in? Yeah, yeah, it could be anything. It could be MS. It could be a stroke. It could be um, any any deliber- uh condition that unfortunately makes a person um, wheelchair bound and, and unable to speak and feed themselves and such. And then the mother is just a, uh, a, a strict German. Being. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I was, it was a little weird where this takes place during world war one mm-hmm. and, and yeah, Germany, uh, a lot of people uh, were pissed at. That's when, the, uh, cause they're a bunch uh, of friend, troublemakers. Well, that's when, like, for example, <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't like, a lot of people didn't like Germans back then. That's why we, the word hot dog is now exists because originally they were always called Frankfurters and people changed the name to hot dog intentionally because they hated uh, Germany uh, in 1917, 18. They hated a lot of people back then. They hated the Jews. I mean, <laughs> right. Well, well, back then. but, but, but my, my point like is, now, is that by, uh, my point is, is that it was World War One, so they they were fight. We were fighting the Germans, so yeah, that that was the thing. But it was weird too because where they lived, uh, I would think there would be a lot of. There, there's, out of all the Caucasians in the United States, there's more Germans than any other ethnicity. So it kind of surprised me that she was talking about how everybody hates us because we're Germans, but maybe not. I don't know. It, we were at war at the time, you know. So well, and there, there was a line when she uh, was reading in the paper about how the, the war might be ending. Um, yep. And the mother said, I will have no more talk of dead Germans tonight. Because um, she still felt that loyalty to her home country. And, well, it really, yeah. you know, it really depends on your perspective, because I know that um, I was talking about I watched this with my friends Dan and Susie. Uh Susie's mother was German um, and she considers Americans. Well, she passed away. So I guess I should use the past tense, Uh, but she considered Americans to be monsters um, because she lived through a firebombing in Dresden. 
um, and was scarred for the rest of her life. Um, so it really all depends on what perspective you're coming from. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I mean, obviously there was a reason why Dresden got bombed, uh, similar to why the Germans went and, and literally leveled Warsaw and, and blitzed London and so on. So, so these things do happen and actions cause reactions. Um, but in this case, yeah, this, this woman here was a recent immigrant versus the large majority of, of German Americans who've been here since, you know, 18, Oh, uh, four or 17, mm-hmm. whatever. And, you know, as as we know, Eisenhower, his ancestry was all German, and he and he was leading the war effort in uh, against the Germans. So, um, but they did, did still get the stink eye Germany. back then. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. Go ahead. I said, and yet somehow we we never rounded up the Germans to put them in camps. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're always now, a part of our society that supported them too. Now. Um, Again, World War One is a little different than World War Two, right? I mean, I mean, World War One, it was just an unfortunate incident, and no one was, quote unquote, an evil nation in a sense, except Soviet Russia when, when, when after the, the Red Revolution. World War Two is a completely different story. So, yeah. so um, here it's it's an well, unfortunate war that and also yeah, these, the Spanish flu is going on. Yes, um, which was kind of an interesting aspect because uh, there's people in this movie wearing masks, um, and it's kind of you know, it's something to note that mask technology really hasn't come that far in a hundred years. <laughs> no, it hasn't. Well, it's, yeah, it's just a piece of cloth or a piece of paper, right? Yeah. Uh, huh. uh, yeah, yeah. So, so the influenza, uh, the Spanish flu, um, is uh, happening, and so obviously, I think Ty West. Uh, made this film specifically this time frame, um, probably as a commentary on COVID. Well, right? maybe, and I think it was also just a kind of a workaround to have people on the, in the movie wearing masks, because um, that way he could get away with shooting a little bit more than he might have otherwise. That's a fair point too. Yeah, yeah, and and I have no idea what New Zealand's. Uh, rules are over there yeah. well the reason this movie got made um is because they actually have a very strict um quarantine rule in new zealand um and they had to quarantine for two weeks before they made x and so after the quarantine was over uh mia goth and ty west were talking and they were like i think it was actually mia goth's idea she was like do you want to stay and and do a prequel since we already went through the quarantine. <laughs> and he was like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Let me talk to a 24. <laughs> so that's, that's interesting too. It's so like, why, if, if they knew their, 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 their uh, rules over there were a little more strict. I wonder why they decided to use New Zealand instead of just going to Canada or, or something so, or, or Romania or, or wherever they usually do. To it. So yeah, that's that's curious. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's still cheaper to do it over there. Even, I, even I have no idea happens. what the economics are. Yeah, I don't either. Um, but yeah, yeah. Once you get through the quarantine, you can you know pretty much you don't have to worry about that nonsense anymore. And so you can um, film that second film. So yeah, that was a smart move. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. 
And also, um, to, to I, I can't remember if if I'm forgetting. Please, somebody remind me. But if there's been another case of a movie and its prequel coming out in the same year, I don't remember where it is. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I definitely know. don't know of that happening ever. Yeah. It's kind of unique. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's could it could have happened because I mean, the Lord of the Rings and the Halloween reboot that just went through. All those films were. were done at the same time it's just that they purposely um held them for different years um well this well, that's this why year, you release yeah yeah that's a fair point yeah <laughs> yeah so i think yeah i don't i don't i don't know of any any others besides this yeah yeah, yeah it's kind of interesting um all right so uh let's talk to some of the plot uh why do we think she, meaning Pearl, has cluster B. Is it was she genetically that way? Well, was uh, you know, Phil, you keep on using this term cluster B, and you're the only one that uses that term. So, well, I decided that? to use that instead instead of saying psychopaths because I, I get busted for that. Well, cluster B includes narcissists, borderline, psychopaths, and histrionics. So it's they're all kind of related. So I, that's why I want to go okay. with quite a cluster B. So anyway, continue. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that for the listeners. Yes. Yeah, agree. Yes, so B, what cluster B means? It's a it's a a type of mental diagnosis that groups four specific mental uh, conditions, which are basically mental illnesses, together. Uh, and some of them may be more extreme than others. And even each individual who has these illnesses uh, may be at different varieties as well. So someone can be completely uh, evil and another, it, they're they're living a normal life even if they have the issue. And what they are, the, there's four of them. Uh, the the first one is antisocial personality disorder, which basically is psychopath or sociopath. And then the next one is uh, narcissist personality disorder, which um, so you know, Mike. <laughs> Uh, and then the next one is borderline personality disorder, and then the fourth one is histrionic personality disorder. Um, and the first two are most certainly uh, unfortunate. Uh, the rumor is is that the Columbine people, the ones that did the murders, uh, uh, Johnson, I think it was the, the one of the kids' names was he was the social person, uh, anti personality disorder. Well, the other one. Cold or whatever his name was, was was a uh, um, borderline personality disorder supposedly. So, you know, you can go all the way to the f- point where you can uh, spree killers and serial killers, but you also can be executives and uh, just a normal person <laughs> that was next door. So, something somewhere that there was a study that showed that uh, something like something insane, like. 75% of uh, corporate CEOs uh, have attributes that uh, align with psychopathy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So th- uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So wh- the reason I, um, I'm thinking she is one is because the very first scene, basically she is doing what Mike mentioned, which is, well, I mentioned that Mike uh, made a, a running joke uh, about it, which is she's an animal killer. And that's that's a, a first trait of. Or at she's least, uh, feeding her pet. 
Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, I don't think. That, well, not. I mean, if somebody, if somebody feeds, if somebody feeds crickets to their mice, does that make them a psychopath? Well, it depends on if they get enjoyment from it. And and what she says <laughs> at the end to Mitzi kind of makes me say, yeah, yeah, she's she's a psychopath. <laughs> uh, I'm just um, she's, def- she's definitely a psychopath. Yeah. Wait, you mean to tell me she's mentally unstable? Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee it. Right. So we don't know enough about her as a, as a person to know if she was created or not, but you can probably guess it's a combination of both because her mother is a, is a terrible human being and and basically mentally tortures her and, and probably physically abuses her. Well, and we can also gather that it it's genetic as well because the mother is a sociopath as well, or a narcissist. What? Anyway. No, okay. You're going to have to explain not, that point of view, Phil, because I did yeah, not. I don't, think, I don't agree with that. I don't think the mom is a psychopath. Well, she, she might not be not, the nicest person, but. Then, all right. Then, then, she, then she, she's still close to B, I think. No, I, I don't, don't agree. Strict. Yeah. And this is. Get into the. It's also the time when, when children were treated. Not as fairly. Yeah, that, that, yeah. I, I, what we see in this movie used to be an acceptable method of parenting. Right. Yeah. Also, it's the good old days. Um, <laughs> you can also make the argument, like, is she like that with her daughter because her daughter is a fucking psychopath? That is true, too. Yeah. That's that's a good argument, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which came first? <laughs> well, yeah. it all comes out in the wash when they had that argument in the kitchen, right? Right. Prequel. She's like, I've seen what you do, you know. I'm right. keeping yeah. response so you don't hurt anybody else. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah. So now I'm thinking you're right. Maybe the the mother is still a dink because she still could. I mean, she's a treat her better, and that yeah, would help the situation. But I, I, I don't, I don't sure. think that means she's but, mentally yeah. ill. Yeah, right. you could be right. Yeah, that's a fair point. I yeah, I, I yeah, that one scene. You're right. Yeah, I just thought she may have been, but I think you're right. Maybe she's just disgusted with her daughter yeah i think that's it yeah so maybe yeah maybe she isn't well and the really fascinating part of this story to me is uh we found out during that during the incredible monologue there's like a seven minute monologue that mia goth gives that's just amazing um in which she admits that she she like she knows there's something wrong with her she's like i think there's there's part of me that's missing or broken uh i'm not like other people uh so she like she like knows she's not right and yet she can't help herself i guess and i thought that was a really interesting aspect of the character agree yeah and and she talked but she also talks about it like matter of factly too because she goes Mm -hmm. i enjoy killing my animals and it's like (laughs) what the fuck so yeah and, and again we're not talking about killing them because you know you're chopping the chicken's head off and deplucking it and then putting it in the pot and you're eating it whatever we're talking about just killing animals she's doing it for satisfaction not to eat (laughs) feeding her pet (laughs) no i think she's getting the satisfaction from killing it and then giving it to her pet or whatever no i know i'm just having some fun just getting funny (laughs) um so yeah that 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 scene it was amazing uh, writing by uh, by by Ty West and I guess Mia Goth too because she's co 
screen wrote this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and obviously the performance, um, reading it or, or, or saying it, it was amazing as well. And, and the woman that played Mitzi, her, her expressions were like amazing too. Because <laughs> it's like, what do you do? You know? <laughs> I just and liked when it was finally got to the end and she was like, well, I need to be going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, what? hats off towards him for not fleeing the room. What what a great yeah. teller was supposed to say at that moment. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was um unfortunate, but you know, you know, I, I think the mother has a little fault because she is a, obviously a prideful person because she doesn't want to take her her uh the pig. son-in-law's mother's pig you're mm-hmm. right so basically what happens is is that mia goth's character pearl is married to howard who is now off fighting the, uh in europe and the family of howard lives in the same town and they are very well to do and Knowing that Pearl's dad is unable to farm anymore and things of that nature, um, the how is mom with her daughter come over to bring a, a roast pig, you know, to help out and whatnot. And the mother, Pearl's mother, is kind of abstinent or, or whatever the word is, too, and, and doesn't want it. And that made me think that maybe yes, yeah, she is kind of kooky herself, but it, it could be pride, yeah, and, and and not even pride because I'm I'm better than you, but pride as in you know feeling bad about your own where you where you came from. Well, like and she mother, says we don't accept charity, so she felt yeah. like she was being condescended to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and and again, we don't know enough about. How it's mom to know if she's that type of person who is just rubbing it in, or she's honestly trying to help, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so is Pearl's mom overreacting? And she could have just said, "Oh, thank you," and then just threw the pig out and said, "Fuck that woman." After the woman left, or was she speaking her mind because she knows that this woman is a pompous ass and not bringing the pig for? Uh, nice reasons, but for rubbing it in your face reasons. I don't so, think she no, was no, no. rubbing it in her face. I thought she was just trying to help. No, I think the I think the gesture was genuine, uh, but the perception yeah. was charity. That's that's what I think. Yeah, it also yeah, could, be right. exactly. yeah, yeah, it could be a third yeah. thing. It could be a third thing, which is a miscommunication. You know, misinterpretation. She took it as an insult rather than uh, anything. So yeah, that's that's a fair point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Mitzi seemed like a pretty nice woman, a uh, young woman and came from what seemed like a, a nice family. So I, I can't believe Mitzi and Howard's mother was being a dink. To bring well, and it also seemed um, and I don't know if this was a line that was dropped or whether it was just my perception. But I believe that it's not like this was her first stop. I think she was like going around giving pigs to her friends. Right. I think you're right. Yeah. So you got that too, Mike. Yes. Yeah. Well, to me, this is a, you're in the middle of a war. The, the men are all gone or large numbers of them. 
and you're in the middle of a pandemic. It's a tough time for people. Yeah, and and Pearl's uh, father is um, bedridden, basically, right, wheelchair ridden. So, mm-hmm. so there, that's even even more of a a burden. And when I say burden, I don't mean negatively, but but oh, it's, it's a, a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> fair, fair enough. But it's a lot of work. Yeah, you know. And well, and that's why the another reason why the mother is bitter is she she got, like yells during that argument in the kitchen. I was supposed to be his wife, not his mother. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and that's why you know when you when you say the the marriage vows for better or worse, sickness. And, mm-hmm. and and poor and all that other stuff, because unfortunately, um, terrible things like that do happen, um, where uh, someone can become sick and bedridden and, and or they... attacked by a bear. What's that, Mike? Or attacked by a bear? <laughs> sure, sure. Um. So yeah, they're they're um, it's 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 a tough life. And the time as well. Um, and I think they're one of the reasons that the mother is is so bitter and strict is that Pearl just has this fancy that she's she's gonna she's gonna make it in Hollywood and be a dancer, be a dancing girl, uh, and she just has these daydreams about uh, dancing her way off the farm instead of uh, you know rolling up her sleeves and contributing on the farm. And that really pisses her mother off. And, you know, I could understand if Pearl said those things when she was like 15 or whatever. But she's a grown woman. Uh, again, I don't she, know how old she right? is. But she's married, right? What's yeah. That? Yeah, yeah, so she's married. Yeah, so she's an adult and married. So to talk that way kind of also shows that she's not really living uh, Only got in the, sense in the, of the real truth. world. Like around twenty, I didn't get the idea that she was. Yeah, she could be a young. Back then, a lot of people got married. Like my grandmother, my 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 mom's mom, she got married when she was sixteen. You know, so (laughs) back in those days, and that was like the same age. That was was not unusual. That was like nineteen sixteen or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, nineteen twenty or whatever. So it's not unusual. So you're right, Mike. She could be a a young uh, bride. I mean, twenty seems about right to me. Yeah, it makes sense. Oh, and her husband left right after they got married, too. Yeah, oh, like, for the war. Well, and that's, yeah. that's one of the things she comes out with during her monologue is that she she's incredibly bitter about that. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, the well, that, whole pan, plan was to marry him because he's well-to-do to get off the fucking farm. <laughs> and then he was like, no, I'll come to the farm. <laughs> she's like, no! <laughs> right, right, right. Well, yeah. she's not just that. But uh, she's also got a bad case of the fuck me, please, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> she she well, she is she is very frustrated as a newlywed young woman, yep. whose whose husband has been rude enough to go overseas to get shot at. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I, I remember uh, this when when I was a. Uh, 27 maybe and I was dating this woman and my mother saying well you know do you really want to stay over you're not married and I go mom you got married when you were 22 he says fair point <laughs> so so 
So you know how, how it is. So so yeah, you're right. I mean, she, here she is, 20 years old. She just got married, so now she can do something that she probably wished she could do before she got married. And then he leaves, and 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 yeah. So so it kind of sucks. But again, that's first world problems, right? It's not well, and yeah, it's just a it's a it's a thing. Even my parents in when they got married in the uh, in the 60s, uh, one of the reasons they got married is because they wanted to have sex and not feel guilty about it. Yeah, same with my father and my, my father's parents. Uh, they got mar- married specifically so they could do it. And then he joined the Air Force. It's a motivator. Or, yeah, it sure <laughs> yeah. is a motivator. Yeah. your conversations with your grandparents, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's not, it's not as weird as you, you know, when you get a certain age, you become friends with your family, too. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then he joined the Air Corps and, and left my grandma, my, my fa- father's mom alone uh, to raise my, my my father for a couple of years while he was gone, you know, uh, and whatnot. So, because of WWE. geese? What's that again? She's to have any geese? No, no. Oh, okay. No, 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 no murders. <laughs> My father had to chop the heads off of chickens and cook them and stuff, but but it was not not for pleasurable reasons. Um, so well, here's something funny. Or, this is just a really funny side anecdote. Uh, my my grandfather ran a dairy farm for I think three years. wasn't very good at it, so he went on to something else. Um, but apparently, uh, my great grandmother on the farm would kill the chickens so they could you know pluck them in. Oh, she, she, you know, most most people on a farm, if they kill a chicken, they snap its neck. That's the traditional way of doing it. Um, but she she couldn't get herself to do that. So she would hang the chickens up by their feet on the clothesline and then chop their heads off with a knife. Wow. <laughs> that, sounds more, that sounds worse. <laughs> right. They get yeah. to anticipate, right? My mom was telling me the story. I was like, that's better? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. My, my mother actually hated chickens because my her father, they lived in the city of Lowell, and he would used to drive out to Drake or these other towns where, where the farms were, buy fresh chickens, bring them home, snap their necks, cut their heads off, and then drain them in the bathtub. And <laughs> My wow, this uncle, conversation took a weird turn. My my uncle, <laughs> my uncle, my, my brother, my my mother's brother used to take the chickens and then chase her around the the house. Uh, oh my goodness! I know is that terrible? Yeah. I don't have any stories like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so but you you could say my mother and, and her brother, uh, yeah, they didn't have a great relationship. So. Uh, uh, anyway, anyway, back to what we're talking about in the movie. <laughs> yeah, what about this movie here? So, uh, these side tangents. Uh, so, this movie here. So, Pearl um, and her mom are, are probably the two main characters through the first half of the film. Um, and let's talk about the projectionist. So, she goes. She was my least favorite character. Yeah, you, you, you know, as a modern character, a modern person, he was okay, I felt. But. Back in those days, well, you know, I don't know. I, I w- at first looked at him as a user, but then I didn't think that. It was only so. I, I don't know. It, it's an interesting character. Uh, explain, Eric, what you mean. I mean, I just didn't think he was an interesting individual, um, and I kind of agree with you about the user thing. 
because he's just like trying to impress this young lady and get it on. Um, and once he accomplishes his goal, um, he's pretty much he's pretty much done. Uh, and then going to visit the farm seals the deal. And he's like, you know what? This is no. <laughs> yeah. No, not doing this. Um, yeah, I just I just I didn't think he was much of a personality. Yeah, he, he was more of a cipher. Uh, basically, he was this guy that ran the movie theater uh, downtown um, and he was trying to impress um pearl and 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 kind of going along with her her dreams more so for what you probably said eric which is probably if if i would expand on it would be to get into her skirt mm-hmm. um it because he shows her a film which was a, a film that he early pornography got, yeah a pornography film which and, is the time with x which is the yes yeah there you go and um so she wasn't offended, which was interesting because I, I was expecting her to be, oh my gosh, what the, I've seen it. What, you're showing me this, but she wasn't. So eventually they get it on later in the film and he brings her back, like you said, to the house because, the, you know, but the problem was, is even though you could say he used her in a little bit, I think he was genuine once he got there to hang out and, and whatnot. It was only when he saw all the weirdness, which was yeah. the, the pig rotting on, the, you know, that was weird. Mm-hmm. And then things she said, she lied to him. Oh, about, about the dog, dog, right? Yeah. And then he knew something. All right. This, this, this really and that's when, that's when he was like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta go. Look at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was right. He was right. That was the problem. He was right. He, yeah. He just wasn't uh, quick enough. And, <laughs> and yeah. And so he, he gets, gets the, the pitchfork. Um, and oh my God, <laughs> when, when she was standing over him, screaming at him, th- she was terrifying. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, she she played, uh, uh, um, I'll, I'll use the term again, a cluster B, pretty well, <laughs> pretty well. I um, objection with calling her a psycho. <laughs> good with that too. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I won't even be polite and say a behavioral health individual. We'll just call her a fucking psycho. <laughs> no, this lady is a fucking psycho. psycho. Yeah, humping um, scarecrows and. Well, well, she, I mean, it was just horrible. She almost was going to, she throw her dad into the, to, to the crocodile thing. Was uh-huh. like, I can't believe she's doing this. And she's talking to, oh, and she's weird too. She's like taking baths in front of him and she, and raising her leg. And I, I, it was almost like he, she was doing it on purpose. Is <laughs> is Yeah, that was a little weird. Feel yeah. that way. It felt on purpose for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When she lifted her leg up to, to soap it up. That you could tell that was on purpose. It was no, no one does that in in real life except to, you know, try to be sexually attractive to their male partner. So that was weird. And then she wanted to kill the father because she didn't want to have to feed him or change him anymore because the mother right. to at this point have her do those duties. And 
Um, so yeah, that that wasn't good. So you Which already definitely used... didn't bring goodwill between her and the mom. It's like I'm not yeah. married to him. <laughs> you should be doing this shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, but again, you know, she she's the daughter and she's living there, so. Um, yeah, no. It, it makes sense, but I see your point, though, Barrett. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, it is unfortunate because, well, the thing is, is that it seems like the mother at, at this point is forcing the daughter to do it all the time, right? It's not like they're taking right. turns or, or whatnot. She's staying there because the mother doesn't want her to go anywhere else because she's worried she's going to kill somebody. So she's forcing her to stay there and clean her dad up. <laughs> right. Yeah, take care of the dad. At, at the same time, I was under the impression that she's the mother is doing all the work on the farm. I think you're right. Yeah, I you know, think you're right about everything that. Everything that she has been doing and everything her husband can't do anymore. But this yeah. is where you run into, you know, does she owe her mom because she lives there? You know, and how much does she owe her mom? And that mm-hmm. becomes, and she's trying to leave, so, but the mom won't let her. So, I don't know. There's a, a lot of issues there. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of issues. Yeah. You know, though, I... Here's a hypothetical question. Yeah. Do you guys think if Howard had just taken her back to his family's house where they lived a life of luxury, do you think everything would have been okay? No. I don't. I think she's... I think she was a a psycho. I mean, whether... I mean, she probably could have not been a murderer of animals and people, but I think she would always have problems, but it would be, it probably would have been better. No doubt. Mm -hmm. She might've lasted longer before it finally came out, but I think it would have come out eventually. Yeah. Because eventually she's going to get jealous of Mitzi anyway. And with the sister-in-law, and then she's also, when she's talking about, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. I, I guess her anger she, at her husband—she's gonna snap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Her her anger at her husband was because he wanted he didn't bring her off the farm, yeah. and so she wouldn't have had the anger for the husband if they were off the farm. But if she lived with Mitch Howard's family, I think she would eventually get jealous of Mitzi and and high strung like you said, Mike. Now, what happens if she did, she left? with the husband and they lived on their own property without any of the in-laws, do you think they would have been, would she have been okay? No. Yeah, I don't either. I think she was, I think she was nuts. Here's the time bomb. Well, and I mean, but here's the thing. Here's the thing though. Um, you can be nuts. What are we not supposed to believe happened between the end shot of this movie and the beginning of X? Cause they're still on that farm. Yeah. Oh, well, so oh, it looks like they keep the two on of them people. were able to live by themselves and everything was okay, or at least uh, um, undetected. No. Yeah, undetected. Yeah. Because we know from X that they were killing off people left and right for a long time. Right? Right. Were they? Well, I don't yeah. know about left and There's right. One. They were killing people. I don't know about left and right. But they have killed others. Yeah. Yeah. Because right, yeah. there was the guy, spoiler warning for a different film, in the basement, right? That right. Yeah. So yeah. now it could just be a coincidence that the only two people they killed in the next 70 years were within a couple of days of each other. <laughs> but I, I don't think that's the case. No, but it was an interesting. Um, I enjoyed having a prequel. 
just for the the sake of some explanation, uh, because in X, when this old lady's running around killing people, you you, you kind of get that it's because she's jealous of their youth, um, but that seems a little extreme. <laughs> and this uh, this movie shows you that uh, first of all she was she was psycho all along, uh, and second gives you the direct tie of she wanted to star in pictures. And maybe when she saw that porno, she had ideas of being in those pictures and was never able to. And so now when she see these young people come along uh, doing what she ultimately wanted to do, she can't handle it. Right. Yeah. That could be a possibility too. Um, I, I do know since she did kill those people, in this film, including her family, actually everybody she killed except for the projectionists were her family members. She killed three family members in a sense because she killed her sister-in-law and her mother and dad. Mm-hmm. And then she killed the projectionist. So she kills four people. Mm-hmm. And, and goose. Yeah. yeah and the and goose. The alligator. Yeah. There you go. Um, and then Mike has a point, which is he, it's doubtful that it 70 years later, or 80 years or 1960. Yeah. So 60, 60, 60 years later, she just didn't suddenly start killing again. But I, I, I like your point too, Eric, which is, we, you know, again, we don't know enough, but your point is valid too, Barrett and Eric, which is maybe when she saw these pornographers doing a film that she wanted to do, that's when she finally snapped and, and began killing again. Well, and we have to believe that the husband was probably trying to keep her from killing people, just like the the mom did originally. That's at least the feeling I got. Well, and, and well, the the thing is that the husband in the, the second film, or, or which was actually the first film, X, he was a murderer too, right? And then they right. also yes, and he and they also know about the body in the basement. So I mean, there was a body in the basement, which he obviously knew about as well. So. Maybe the third film, will, which is supposed to be a prequel, a sequel to Pearl, will tell us the in-between that you're suggesting, Mike. Now, the uh, third film is a sequel to X. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. It's going to be in-between. Oh, it's going to be post? It's going to oh, be about Pearl? her. Yeah, it's, it's set in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, so it's going to be Pearl's about dead. the other girl. <laughs> it's going to be about, yeah. Um, oh, that's a bummer. Oh, that stinks. I was hoping well, it would be. It kind of has to be because. No, I hoping it was going to be a sequel to Pearl. And so it would be a film between the two. So, so you didn't see for the end credits for that one either, huh? He didn't, he didn't make it to the theater, Mike. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't make it. Oh, to they the didn't theater. put it on the, it's not on the, the rental. No, not, not, uh-huh. not, well, I, well, I didn't, I once, once. Mia it Goff, wasn't on mine. Yeah. So it wasn't on mine so to me. Yeah. So I didn't get to see it. Mike. it wasn't intentional. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's. Not, I mean, it doesn't it's not really, really much of a trailer. It's yeah. more of a teaser, I guess. It's it's very much a teaser, but it's 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 very much a VHS audio feel, not audio VHS video feel. Where the fuck did audio mm-hmm. come from? Uh, and all it does is show you, like instead of the Hollywood sign, Maxine with three X's. Gotcha. Oh, interesting. Okay, see, I didn't know that. I I, I was assuming the next film was going to be. A sequel to Pearl, not a sequel to X. So it would be mm-hmm. in between, like 1950s or 1960s. Yeah, that's not the case. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So we'll never know then. We'll never know. 
Um, so Mitzi, what, what did you guys think about her? I, I liked her a lot. I tell you, first of all, she, the actress is just unbelievably attractive. She's really <laughs> two years to go there. Oh my gosh, she was unbelievable. But that'll that, be. Yeah, fair enough. But as a human being, she she seemed like the, the most nicest person anybody would want as a friend or as as a significant other. I feel because she she didn't look at yeah. me a pearl as as anything but an equal. I'm not sure I agree with that. Yeah, okay. neither, neither do I. I, oh, I, really? I okay. Yeah, I think she She's she still felt better than Pearl, but yeah. okay. she wanted Pearl to make or to feel like she was equal. Right. But there were times when you saw her acting or thinking about it a different way. Is the only way I can but, describe okay, it. Okay, well, let me rephrase it then. Maybe you're right. I didn't see that, but maybe you're right. So she at least liked Pearl and, and wanted Pearl to feel be- better about herself. How about she was that? better at acting nice than everybody in the movie. Right. <laughs> but I think a lot of that was putting on airs. But but she even if it was putting on airs, she was never mean really to Pearl. Am I right to say that? Uh, you're, yes. She was never directly mean to Pearl. Yeah. Right. So so you can think you're better than someone or, or whatever. It, you know, it's like, like when, if you meet a famous person, they're really nice to you. But, you know, after you walk away, they, they forget you completely. It doesn't mean they were they're mean people. It just means what it is. And um, so, yeah, I, don't know. I, 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 I can see what you're saying, though. But, uh, again, um, she was looking out for Pearl, I feel more than saying, ooh, I don't like Pearl. Uh, I don't know. Well, okay, uh, to a certain extent, okay. I'll, I'll, I, I'm not going to argue with you too hard on that. But I got mm-hmm. the feeling just from their interactions that like when they showed up with the pig, um, it's like, hey, sister-in-laws have to stick together. Uh, okay, I'm going back to our palatial mansion and leaving you here now. <laughs> right, right, right. But she didn't say that. She didn't say. No, I'm saying that's that's what was happening. Even though she was acting really nice on the outside. But but I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, but that's how it is, right? I mean, you you live at your house, and I live at my house, and your house may be humongous, and my house may be, you know, you know, a teeny house. But that's just how it is. I I, I don't know. Well, if but she's all sister-in-laws got to stick together. Uh, but is she sticking around and helping with any of the farm work? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Here's a pig. See ya. And in, but in, in her defense, you know, she was fucking crazy. So. Right. There's that, yeah, too. Probably. But I don't think she picked up on it. No, I don't uh, think so either. No, no, I don't either. But also, even though she's not going to help out around the farm for Pearl, um, you, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean... I see your point, but but you know it's not like I'm I'm going to be going over to my neighbor and helping him milk his cows and all that just because I'm friends. No, with him, you know? I'm just saying that what you're perceiving as genuine, I perceived as a little bit fake. That's all I'm saying. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I mean it's just one of those things, I guess, where class is there even if the people don't want to recognize the classes there but mm-hmm. it's there mm-hmm. so i guess i guess that's fair 
Yeah, that's fair. And I guarantee you, if Howard and Pearl had never hooked up, uh, those two families would, would not be friends. No, for sure. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, th- but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's no, just I'm, just, I'm just saying it's not like Mitzi was her friend and they've been best buds since childhood. Right. Um, they were they were married into the same family, and so now she's being uh, played. Yeah, and that's fair too. That's fair too. So, uh, but uh, you know, I, I guess what I meant was is that I I couldn't ask for anything really more from the Mitzi character. I no, mean, she didn't do anything wrong. That's not yeah. what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm, I've said my piece. Okay, good enough. Good enough. Um, all right. So, yeah. So, I mean, the the film doesn't have many characters. But, uh, we, you know, we've talked about all five of them. Really, that's about <laughs> it. I mean, uh, the projectionist, the parent, the two parents. We haven't talked it's, about the cow. Yeah, yeah. Explain. Yeah, that was weird. Probably I didn't know. Cow. Yeah, did did I, I thought she was going to kill the cow at the end of the film, but I don't know if she did. I don't think she did because no, now no, the no. cow's hers, right? Mm-hmm. And the cow is valuable versus uh, the 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 Peking duck that she decided to kill for fun, right? Or just um, feeding her pet. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, what, what about the cow? She she didn't like the cow for some reason. Well, she liked the cow. Well, then she says, "Stop looking at me!" And 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 then. Uh, well, in a moment I, when she was having a little case of the crazies, yeah. Yeah, but I don't think it was a permanent dislike of the cow. She was just having a moment. Now let me ask you this. Uh, did you guys take anything from her and the goat? Because they, they focused on the goat a lot at the beginning. And as we know, the symbol of Satan is the goat head. And, uh, you know, a bath of it and all that other mm-hmm. stuff. Do you, do you think that was there intentionally or to represent anything that was off about Pearl? Or do you think it was just, I mean, a, it's a farm. So you're going to see I, I can't imagine that it wasn't an entire West head. Um, given his you know, movies like that he has made, <laughs> but I don't think there's any in really huge, important significance. Yeah, you're probably right because they they didn't go back to it later, like the witch, where where Black right. Phillip plays a big point. Yeah, fair enough. I was just curious. It was an interesting aspect, um, and then we didn't see the goat later, but we do see the cow later. So, mm-hmm. uh, anything else uh, on anybody's list? that they wanted to bring up that we haven't discussed yet. No, I think I'm good. I, I just think uh, for me, the, the highlights of the movie were um, when she kills the projectionist, um, the argument in the kitchen, the, uh, the murder of uh, Mitzi, the monologue and the final shot. I like the talent competition just because oh, right. she right. has Let's her vision that. of what's happening, and then it's almost like the actual event is crickets. <laughs> it's just funny. Well, that that was fascinating choice that he made to show what was going on in her head while she was doing it, right? Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Right, and and she was probably good enough, but well, right, and that's I was expecting one of two things because she, we we if you'd seen X. Uh, she has a conversation with Howard, and now Howard 
is talking to his wife, so we all know how that goes. Um, you mean he's not listening. <laughs> no, he's talking to his wife, not listening to his wife. Uh, you know, so he could have been telling her, but talks about how wonderful a dancer she was. Um, so I figured one of two things was going to happen: either we would see she was she was going to be doing wonderfully, or they would flip it and she would just be god awful. <laughs> really, all she is 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 good. Dave, that's it. Right? Is what? It's very mundane. She's just very there. It's just yeah, she's not yeah. awful. She's not great. She's just okay. Yeah, and I, that's an excellent point, Mike. That that was a great choice because yeah, she could have been completely awful, or she could have been really awesome. But they made the characters dance good, good enough. But mm-hmm. that isn't enough to win a, a competition. Mm-hmm. And, right. and and as we know, competitions require more than just talent it's being it's, good right yeah you have to you have to have charisma and looks and all that other stuff i mean that's why you know certain singers make it and other singers don't and you were going to say something like i was going to say also i feel you feel that for this is the early days of hollywood of movies um yep. i have no idea if there were people running off to go be in theater before this right before there were movies yeah, there was the brass shows and 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 dancing girls and stuff. But yeah, go on. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, the uh, Follies, uh, Zigfried's Follies. They were pretty huge. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. But go on, Mike. But um, I, I really enjoyed how this plays into um, sorry, emphasizes the importance of movies at the time or like the novelty of them. That really people are stuck in the middle of nowhere and they would get to see things they never would have seen before. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. in fairness, the same is true for us. But we, we see so much on a TV screen or movie screen that we would, ne- would never have seen otherwise. But we see it so often we take it for granted. Right. That's why I never leave my house. <laughs> but the idea is if I had to go other in, places to see interesting things, maybe I wouldn't sit in front of my TV so much. Yeah, but I would imagine if you were in 1918 or 1919, whatever this is, you know, and you've lived a little bit of life, and then suddenly this is brought to you, uh, it's even more eye-opening. It's even more impactful, and maybe even more seductive. Even if it is silent and in black and white. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, you know, the uh, what was his name? Um, the big Hollywood actor in the silent era uh, that died Valentino. young. Chaplin? Yeah, Valentino. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and he was like the big sex symbol. And when he suicided for some reason, um, a, bu- a bunch of women suicided as well, right? So... It, it is seductive. It is um, celluloid heroes. It is uh, glamour and glitz and a way out, similar to sports is that way now, too, where, you know, all these kids play basketball or football or baseball or hockey and or, or even tennis, and they, and they think they're going to be the next superstar, the next golf, superstar golfer or whatever. <laughs> and here's... Here's another hypothetical for you guys, because when right before things seriously 
take a turn during the argument in the kitchen. Pearl says to her mother, just let me do this. And if I, and if I don't get chosen, I'll come back to the farm and help out and you'll never not hear another word about it. So if she had just said, okay, to that, do you think things would have been okay? I think she would she have been true to her word? Yeah. The mother never would have another word about it because she would have killed her. <laughs> I, I think, I think it's similar to what you said, Barrett, which is it would just delay it. Okay. Right. Because she was already kooks anyway. Yeah. Right. But the mother, yeah, the mother and the father probably would not have been killed. They would have been murdered at that point in time. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Even though she almost murdered the father uh, at the day earlier. But, It'd be hmm. about 80 years old. Right. Was that my... Was that It'd my... be about 80 years old. Um, we know the husband comes home. Now, maybe the husband could have kept her happy and satisfied for, for a spell. And I mean that in a number of different ways. Um, but she wasn't going to have, have 60 good years. 60 years of stress-free life. Now, Mike, there was going to be something. Mike, uh, um, are you doing anything with your, your, your mic? Because you're, you were a little muffled there. Yeah, you're breaking up. I'll move it. Is that, is that oh, better? Perfect. Way perfect. better. Yeah, way better. So continue what you're saying, Mike, so uh, uh, we can I'm saying, get So we know she was 60 years, and, and Howard may have kept her satisfied because he comes home right at the end of the film. Um, but uh, uh, he wasn't going to be able to keep her satisfied for a full 60 years. Something would have gone wrong. Something would have triggered her. Well, didn't he also enlist for World War II? I thought I don't know where I got that, but I thought that was the case. I thought he you left again at some point. Trying to remember now. Yeah, I don't remember. That's a fair point, but we do know that. Yeah, so he comes back. He has to cover up her crimes because he, we have his his uh, in laws in the the kitchen dead. He's eventually going to figure out that Mitzi must have been killed by her as well so he's complicit in a sense and he is obviously now filling her could have gotten away with killing mitzi scot-free maybe but if he already knows he has to say is uh well you know she was over here and she she told me that she got the part so she's probably with the traveling you know show yeah I mean, he could do a little research and he could figure out that she's missing. Um, but yeah, that's the internet did not exist in 1918. Yeah, maybe, but, but he knows. <laughs> no, for definitely. Sure. It did not exist. Maybe. No, no. What did you say? Then I missed. How far hadn't even been born yet? What, what did you say then, Eric? I misunderstood. I said the internet did not exist in 1918. Oh yeah. But I, I was answering the, I was still answering the first part, which was, which was, he, he may have, fallen for her or stuff but yeah you're right i mean there, there's a chance that but so either way though let's let's take mitzi out of the equation he knows about the in-laws dude and that absolutely yeah so he has to cover that up so he we know he did because obviously um uh well we don't know i mean he could she's sitting at the table when he walks in he knows yeah yeah, yeah. right so <laughs> so 
and and then of course he assuming he's he, we know he stays with her mm-hmm. um so she's getting her libido taken care of and any other things that were her, were concerns for her but that obviously isn't enough because based off of x we see that she's still effing crazy mm-hmm. um so yeah but i guess well, he got on board yeah that's what, what i'm thinking uh well, let's talk about the murder of the mother um and, and the father so that was an awesome scene the far uh, well she does. and yeah. here's the thing i guess yeah i guess we can call it a murder but initially, it wasn't intentional. True. It was a murder. Uh, I mean, she, did, she did not. I don't think she intended to, <laughs> to set her but mother she on didn't, fire. She didn't do anything to help her afterwards. So that that. Well, point, no, that's why I said I guess we can call it murder because she <laughs> threw her in the basement and let her die. Uh, yeah. But uh, but she didn't set out to so, set right, her on fire. It wasn't first degree yeah. murder. It wasn't yeah. first degree murder like the father and Mitzi. Well, well, the father was first-degree murder, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mitzi was probably first-degree murder because she asked the questions and was hope, waiting for the answer that, yeah, you got the part. And the the uh, projectionist, that was that was not first. That was probably second-degree. So the mother became first-degree when she dragged her in the basement and left her to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but you're right. She was not intending originally to do first degree murder on the mother. Right. Yeah. That was an unfortunate set of events. <laughs> but she, she dragged her down the stairs, not Carrie. That's true. <laughs> Into the basement. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's, that the allowed her are to. heavy. And that was, that was a, and that allowed her I to mean, go I've off heard. and do her murder spree after that. Right. Well, it gave her the freedom she'd always been seeking. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then she, she suffocates the father. Um, right. That's better yeah. than the alligator plan she had. The, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, the, the, fa- the father, the actor that plays him, um, the expressions on his eyes because the oh fear, he was fear uh, with, with the alligator and then watching the mother die and then uh, get, about to get suffocated, that that guy w- w- was really good. He <laughs> was, he was. You could tell that totally if he agree. could, he could, if he could run, he'd be running. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, or clubbing <laughs> her with a baseball bat or something. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um. All right. So, and, oh, and that was interesting too. Is that they wiped out the the mother, who was the main protag- antagonist. They wiped her out pretty quick, like 40 minutes into the film. So I thought that was pretty interesting mm-hmm. or, or an hour into the film. Um, anyway, uh, anything else anybody want to bring up? Mike, you got anything else? Because I think Eric and Barrett said they were to their piece. The show is what I want to bring up. Yeah, that, that was that was good. That was a good one. We almost forgot that. Yeah, which was, which was Scarecrow again. We could do that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was really weird. I also liked the choice of him having one of the judges turn into her dead mother. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. pretty awesome. I liked that choice. Yeah, well, and yeah. I, I thought the prop of the disgusting pig just was perfectly placed. It just kept getting worse and worse and worse. <laughs> right. 
Oh, and, and it rotted it, there. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, and it shows you that she she was even more than she was a psychopath for sure. But then she was even more insane because why would she then put the bodies the way they you know do the Texas Chainsaw thing and then put a, a rotted pig with maggots? You know that's just nuts. You know, uh, I, I would think. <laughs> and I love the look on Howard's face. At the end of the movie, because he just doesn't know. He's just frozen. He has no idea how to process what he's experiencing. <laughs> exactly. Coming back from a war. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, so he's like, oh, I, I left all those dead bodies behind. Thank God I'm going home. <laughs> he gets home. and He's like, um. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because we're talking trench warfare back in those days. So I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. No one. He didn't know that she was nuts. Oh I, no. I, yeah. Yeah. You or know, or, or she may he may know that she's a little different, but not not that insane. Well, and most of the time she acted perfectly normal. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think he got time to get to know her before he left. So. That's true, true. Well, he was working on the farm for a while, wasn't he? Didn't he help out there? He was an employee yeah. or something. Right. Yeah. But so really, he, the only the only people that saw her her psycho tendencies ended up dead. Yeah, exactly. They sure did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the mother knew the whole time. He's been out on the front lines. Cold, dark. Yeah. Better than this. Jerry, Jerry, <laughs> close quarters with other men. Just one more. Hey, hey, you want to fuck? <laughs> one one detail I wanted to mention I forgot is that I really enjoyed the fact that uh, when Pearl was uh, tracking Mitzi down, um, first of all, she never like broke into a sprint. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed that, and I also yeah. like the fact that she hit Mitzi once with the axe and she didn't go down right away. Yeah. She kept on going. I really enjoyed that little moment. That was good because uh, a weaker film would have had that her being taken down that quick. And again, Mia Goth Pearl is Pearl, right? She's not like a superhero. So to not necessarily be that excellent at taking an axe to kill a person, makes sense and 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 her gender and, and her, her size because you know she's not she's kind of um you know thin and, and whatnot the actresses so she, they played it perfectly like how you would expect someone with her physique and then mitzi to be able to keep on going after being hit makes sense too um based off of the the first, you know the how the hits would come right mm-hmm. so so I, I like that I, I think that 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 was that was pretty awesome. You're, you're absolutely right, Ark. That was a good it, point. Worse for her too, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it makes it worse, and it makes her have a little more hope. But then, of course, you know, her 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 first flaw was was unfortunately um, the the hole in the in the in the, the dirt driveway, right? That twists yeah, her yeah. ankle, and that 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 sucks. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping she would get away, but alas. And and the thing is, is that. Pearl is like no mercy at all, you know, mm-hmm. no, no, no compassion, no empathy, uh, total psycho, total psycho. Well, and the guy he's getting away is in a car, isn't he? Like almost driving. He's driving at that point. Yeah. She still right. gets him. 
the projections. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's nuts. Um, all right, so uh, I guess that's pretty much it about Pearl. Um, but before we talk about our final thoughts and all that, um, we can go into maybe things that we've been watching or news and whatnot. Um, I'll start because um, I just read an article. Uh, Kevin Letts actually sent it over to me. Um, and again, I don't know how valid it is. But um, AMC and Shutter are, are um, having, uh, unfortunately, large layoffs. And the, the um, future of Shutter is now in, in limbo, in a sense. Mm. Oh, so, God, I hope not. Yeah, so just a, a heads up on that. Um, I would uh, rather see them hike rates to nine ninety nine a month than go away. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but the, who knows if that would lower the the number of subscribers too? But, um, but either way, uh, we'll, we'll be hearing more about that in the next couple of weeks. Unfortunately, uh, hopefully, it's just the 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 best of the worst, which is. Unfortunately, people, some folks losing their job, but not the incomplete company dissolving. Uh, that would be terrible. Uh, in other words, there's, there's no winning in this. What's that, Mike? It's 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 a rough time out there right now. I mean, for understanding the obvious, but um, you know, with the I'm guessing inflation, what it is, a lot of people aren't going to have money for all those streaming services. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and this is a thing we've been talking about. Years. Years. Because God knows we need to take this opportunity of other people's tragedy to throw in a, see, we told you so. (laughs) Um, But I think we predicted, like, at some point we're going to probably start seeing some of these companies merge. Mm -hmm. Um, Just just the the, the streaming services specifically, like like we've seen and is happening with Discovery and HBO Max. Um, Which, Which happened with Warner Brothers before that. Well, Warner Brothers was merging with a streaming service. Well, Warner Brothers bought HBO, right? Yeah, but they had them for yeah. Uh, yeah. But then put together their own streaming service. We don't need to go over the whole history of streaming. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. right. But but my but my point is is that that Mike is right in the sense that Warner Brothers merged with HBO, which is now merging with Discover. That was my point. So. Oh, did you? That's that's the news. Did you hear they decided on the name of the new combined streaming service? The new HBO Max streaming service name? Mm-hmm. That's going to Discovery. Oh, what's the name? Do you know? It's so dumb. They're just calling it Max. Yep. Oh. How many X's? Okay, so... <laughs> so just the one. <laughs> okay, right, which is interesting because the original Max comes from Cinemax, which was owned by HBO, right? Mm-hmm. I, don't right. That's, I don't even know if that even exists anymore, that station. Right, so they um, take the recognizable Cinemax, HBO... Cinemax still exists. They take the recognizable discovery part of the other one and get rid of it, and they use Max, which means nothing. Right. Right. So you open up Max, and then maybe they'll have the HBO section. You know, like now how HBO Max, you open it up, they have the Mm -hmm. the uh, uh, the Hanna Barbera or you know all the little sections they have. So maybe that's what they're going to do. But unfortunately, Max is kind of yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, I could see that because Shutter is already a part of AMC Plus. Yep. I can see them just holding Shutter as its own thing and having it a subchannel of, H- of uh, AMC Plus, which would force people to spend that nine ninety nine a month. 
That's possible, yeah. Yeah. Well, I we, we subscribe to uh, YouTube TV, and Pam was annoyed at not, not being able to get Shutter, where she usually watches TV, uh, because she's got her PlayStation hooked up, and it doesn't have a PlayStation app. <laughs> Shutter doesn't have a PlayStation app. How about that? Yeah. Uh, and so we ended up buying it, renting it through Shutter, through, through YouTube TV, but the... Uh, well, AMC the, already has Shutter on up. it. AMC Plus already has Shutter on it. I know that, yeah. But I'm yeah, saying it's already there. But that's but that's a way to do would be to, to right. minimize costs, right? But 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 consolidated. But 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 Mike, but Mike, how did how did you, you so your wife gets Shutter through YouTube TV? So right, so we sort of like when you subscribe through Amazon, but it's just not the same yeah. thing. When you say not the same thing, what does that mean? It's not the same thing. It's not. This, it's not as convenient. It's not as the service. It's gotcha. not. I think uh, easy to really. So it's not like a real app. No, it's a, it's a channel. It's like Amazon channels, Phil. Right. Yeah. It kind of right. sucks. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. It's unfortunate. So, how, how were you guys watching Shutter before that, or you've been always watching Shutter through? YouTube TV. Uh, uh, I was, was shop uh, watching it through through uh, the Shutter app on uh, on the Xbox. Oh, oh, oh! So your wife has her own PlayStation, and you have your own Xbox. Right. Gotcha. I see what you're saying. All right. Um, so yeah, that's that's the multi-platform household. Yeah. There you go. Um, so that was my news there. So uh, I was playing Saints Row, the 2022 version, which was really good. But it got me into the mood to replay Cyberpunk 2077 because Cyberpunk 2077 is very similar, but you can do more in it. So I decided to replay that, and that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, and I love that game. Cyberpunk 2077 is, is, is phenomenal. Uh, so this will be my second time trying to go through the whole game um and what else have i done i saw pearl and that's about, oh uh saw cyberpunk edge runners but we did it with that's a halloween boutique psychotronic rue episode which people can get already and then i saw fall and that was released as an episode so yeah i, I haven't seen anything else so yeah that was it so um that's all i got so uh, let's go with you, Eric. Um, all right. Uh, I can't recall. Did I talk about Piggy last time we recorded? I don't believe so. Okay. Um, well, Piggy is a Spanish language um, horror movie. Um, and I would recommend it if you can. Uh, I know Barrett's not a fan of subtitles, but uh, it's a really good movie. Uh, it's it's low budget, uh, independent Spanish language, um, but it's it's really quite interesting, and I enjoyed it a bit. I would recommend it. I watched a movie called Soft and Quiet, and this movie made me a little angry. Um, was it loud and obnoxious? <laughs> no, but here's here's the thing: they have a very um, a very vague. Uh, 
synopsis of the movie if you go anywhere, um, including on um, I rented on Apple there and on IMDb. Both have the same vague synopsis. Um, and it says that a woman uh, puts together a meeting of like-minded women, uh, and then they all end up going back to her house to get some wine when they run into somebody from their past long way and things escalate. Well, the um, I'm just going to put that out there. And anybody who loves to go into movies blind, um, skip ahead a couple minutes because I'm just going to reveal the premise a little bit more because – um, I felt like I was tricked <laughs> into watching this movie um, because it turns out that the group of like-minded individuals are Nazis. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, you know, and I'd already paid the rental price at that point. So it takes it very, I don't, don't think I've ever rented a movie and then not finished watching it. Um so I watched this movie and it was just made me wildly uncomfortable the entire runtime. And you see some very nasty things and hear some very nasty things said. Um, and I really, I really feel like they're hiding the fact that it revolves around white supremacists. And I, I didn't enjoy the fact that they hid that from me before I paid them money. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad movie, uh, all the acting is fantastic, um, but it made me wildly uncomfortable. And had I been given the full truth, I probably would have chosen not to rent it. Um, after that, watch stuff we talked about on the podcast. Uh, went to the theater and saw The Menu, which is a fantastic movie that I highly recommend. Um, I mean, it's going to be my not just horror movies, but top five movies of this year for me, for sure. What's the name? What's the name of it again? The menu. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I rewatched poltergeist cause I picked up the 4k disc, uh, which they had done some restoration on and it looks really good. Um, and then last night I watched the latest movie from, uh, Benson and Moorhead. Um, those are the guys that did, um, Resolution and the Endless. Yep, yep. Uh, it's called Something in the Dirt. And I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. It's out there. Um, maybe I, I'll get more of it on a second watch, but it's not going to happen for a while. Um, it's not a horrible movie, but it is it is, it is out there. Uh, so <laughs> if you're into that kind of thing, check that out. Uh, that's what I've been watching. And oh, one more thing—I almost forgot. Phil, Phil, I'm sure would have reminded me to talk about this. Uh, I've been playing a new game, uh, which is for Black Friday. Uh, I picked up the Quarry on sale, so I've been playing that. Um, yeah, I'm not very good at it, but I've been playing it. <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool because it's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure horror movie. Uh, you rotate viewpoints amongst a bunch of camp counselors uh, when they're prevented from leaving camp after it's done for the summer. And uh, you get to make choices for the characters and see how things turned out. And every once in a while, there's an action you have to perform. Uh, what screws me up about the game is every once in a while, um, you end up having to shoot uh, with a shotgun. And uh, I cannot 
for the life of me aim with a console controller. I, I just suck at it. So my first time through the game, everybody died. Um, my second time through the game, uh, not everybody died. Like about half of them survived. Uh, but I'm convinced that I made all the correct decisions and just things went south because I missed two shots. <laughs> and had I made those two shots successfully, I think everything would have been okay for everybody in the story. Uh, so they do have what's called movie mode um, for the movie where you don't actually have to participate in the actions or the shooting. You just, uh, you can either choose to watch where everybody lives or choose to watch where everybody dies. Uh, I already saw where everybody dies. Um, or you can choose to just make the decisions and not do any of the actions or the shooting. So right now I'm watching the version where everybody lives. Um, cause I'm pretty convinced that I did everything right and then just suck at shooting. So I want to see if that's the case. So I'm about <laughs> halfway through watching the story unfold. All right. Sounds good. And I will say it's, the it, graphics are fantastic and oh, it's a fantastic. lot of fun. Yeah, it is a great game. It's, it's a high recommend. Um, I, I remember I mentioned it to you way back, Eric, and uh, yeah, that was good that you were able to pick it up, uh, on black Friday. Um, and the replayability, um, can work. And like you said, there's a movie mode, uh, which is pretty awesome. Um, and because and, of all the choices that you can make, apparently this game has 168 distinct endings. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And, and it has, um, uh, genre people in it, including, uh, Ted Raimi, um, David Arquette. Yeah, David Lynch Arquette. Lynch Lance Henderson. Yeah, Lance Henderson. That's the guy I was looking at. Yeah, exactly. So th those are pretty big names. So uh, it's it's pretty pretty um, cool. It's a pretty cool game. Mm -hmm. I recommend. Yep. Um, all right. Anything else, Eric? That's it. Okay. Uh, did we go with you, Barrett, yet? No. Okay, go ahead, sir. Um. <clears throat> so I watched finally Studio Six Six Six. Sorry about that. I no, I enjoyed it. Um, it I, Mike was right. You really kind of have to like the Foo Fighters to like the movie at all. Um, but there are there is one really good kill in it that I really enjoyed. Um, that oh, they did the gore right for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's a kill that kind of reaches up to um, the standards of Terrifier almost. There's just one scene that's just really awesome. Um, and, but other than that, the movie's just, okay. It's not bad. It's, I don't love it. Um, I got it cheap for buying it. So I'm, I'm okay with that. And as far as games, I'm playing a new game that I had pre-ordered months ago that finally came out December 6th called, um, Marvel's Midnight Suns. And it is a ton of fun. It is made by Firaxis Games who made the XCOM remakes. Uh, it's just a really fun game. You get to play a lot of superheroes, uh, Captain Marvel, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, and it's a squad-based fighting game, and you upgrade your lab and do all sorts of different things. It's it's a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, anything else you wanted to mention? Nope, that's it. All right, sounds good. All right, so let's go with uh, you, Mike. So Eric stole a little bit of my thunder. I saw the menu. I actually saw it twice. Uh, I absolutely love the film. Uh, Phil is a foodie of some sort. You'd probably enjoy it. 
quite a bit. It is. A, I already told him he has to go see it, whether or not we do an episode on it. And, it's just and, and, to him. And it, and and just to get this out of the way, Phil, uh, there is there is not cannibalism in the movie. No. Okay, that's good news. Yeah. Or is there? No, there's not. Um. <laughs> Uh, so no, it's a, it's. I don't even know how would you ca- uh, categorize it, Eric. Um, IMDb has it listed as a comedy thriller horror, and I think that's about right. It, that's 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 pretty much it. I could see an argument for for pretty much all of the above. Um. So yeah, so I thought that was really good. I saw. Uh, a movie I'd be curious to see what Eric thinks of it is called, uh, I think it's Tar. How do you spell it? it tar? Oh, C-A-R? As in automobile? No, tar. A tar is in C-A-R. black stuff? Yeah. As in black Blanchett, stuff, but I think it's got about? the umlaut above the A. Yeah, starting Clay Blanchett. Yes. Yeah, I've uh, not seen it, but I plan on watching it, though. It's a It's a drama. It's a weird movie. It is not for everybody because she she plays a conductor uh, for the Berlin Orchestra. And the movie starts out for it felt like twenty minutes of her being interviewed, like you're watching uh, inside the actor's studio, except interviewing a conductor. Mm. And then there's like another twenty minute scene of her teaching her class, and like forty minutes into a movie, and there's no story. And at some point, somehow, in this nearly like two and a half, three hour runtime, you realize there is a story, but you don't know when the story started. You're just like, oh my god, wait a minute, no, there is a story here. But it just—it's almost like the story is subliminal at first. Like you don't realize there, there was, there's gradually weaving one in. Um, it really requires you to pay attention, and you have to have at least a passing interest in classical music, I guess, or music, or or that. My father's a conductor, so I think I'll be into it. That's why I was thinking you would be interested yeah. in it. Um, like I, I cannot recommend it to everybody, but if you want to try something different, if you certainly, obviously, it's Kate Blanchett. If you want to see a good performance uh, by her, I could recommend that. <clears throat> so I like that. Um, let's see. What else did we did I catch? Um I know I'd seen something else, and I just can't remember what the hell it was. Uh, So the other thing I did see is uh, I saw Glass Onion in theaters. Ah, shit, I missed it when it was in theaters. Um, It's good. Uh, There's a a bunch of small cameos in there, one of which was very, very appropriate. I don't want to spoil that one. Um... Bill, uh, Dave Bautista has a small monologue at the beginning of the film that I know you'll enjoy. Uh, but it's just it's just another fun movie. If you like Knives Out, you'll like this, I think. Um, it was just a great time at the theater. And if you're not familiar, it is uh, the full title of the movie is Glass Onion, A Knives Out Story. Because the uh, Daniel Craig detective is also in this movie. Yes, and basically Netflix decided to give Ryan Johnson all the money for these movies. 
Uh, and I saw people saying, like, well, shame. And, like, and that's why I don't understand why they only left it in the theater for one week. You know, you think they'd want to, like, make a little more money off it. Well, because they want to drive people to. To Netflix, don't they understand that it doesn't work anymore? Yeah, I know. Where Warner Brothers is like legendary, just like basically walked away from Warner Brothers and signed a deal, I think, with Sony. Uh, and a lot of that is over the we're sending your movies straight to w, to to HBO Max thing mm-hmm. they, that they did not like. Um, so, yeah, uh, same thing happened with Disney. And, and I'm, some people have said that some something to do with Bob Chapek getting booted. It was decisions like putting Black Widow uh, into simultaneous theaters at home and getting sued and having to settle with you know, <laughs> right. uh, Scarlett Johansson and all the rest. One of the biggest stars in Hollywood, yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Anyhow, uh, and I, I know there was something else, but I can't remember what it was. Um, oh, I did watch, the, for those who were, were Star Wars nerds, uh, they finished up the first season of, End, of Andor. Not Andor, it's not about the Ewoks. Andor, Cassian Andor is the the male lead from Rogue One, uh, and it is in a, uh, uh, it is like sort of the first real adult Star Wars thing, and I don't mean adult as in there's there's like exactly we're not seeing aliens with with massive boobs and you know but four of them you know it's uh. It's uh, it's it's actually a fairly mature tale, uh, and I it, I enjoyed it. It's getting a lot of good notices. It is not full of action. It is not full of fan service. It's not full of space wizards. Uh, and as much as I enjoy all of that shit in Star Wars, it is definitely a different thing. And so if you have not been satisfied with where it has been of late, it is certainly worth giving a shot. Um, I I did like it a lot. Uh, let's see. And I'm trying to, like, so that one thing is just now it's nagging at me. Uh, I've been playing a lot. I got an Xbox Series X. Uh, I started playing Far Cry 6, um, which I just enjoy. It's a, it's a mostly mindless shooting game, but I enjoy that. But again, I said Eric was kind of stealing my thunder. I, I had a, I had to ask Phil a question because both games are on sale for one is, I think, 35, one is 40 with the gold edition. So you get the, all the downloadable content, Phil, and one is Resident Evil Village, and the other is The Quarry. You've played both. Which one is better? Ooh, that's that's good, dude. Uh, that's that's, why that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Um, you know, you you can't go wrong with it. Both. Yeah, that's what I would say. Get both. <laughs> yeah. I'm not getting both. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, if yeah, uh, based off of what you play, Mike. I think you would like Resident Evil a little better because, again, it, it's more actiony and it's more exploring yeah. and stuff. While the quarry, will, is I, like, I, if this helps, Mike, I will say that the g- actual gameplay in the quarry is minimal. Uh, you're yeah. mostly watching, so yeah. if that helps you make a decision, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. also the quarry is five dollars more. I mean, it's like thirty-five for Resident Evil and forty. I think, or maybe they're both 40. So, but yeah, it's I, kind of how I was leading was probably more towards Resident Evil to begin with. Yeah. Um, 
You can't go wrong oh. with a Lady Dimitrescu, put it that way. Okay. Awesome. Oh, uh, I, there's one I forgot to mention. Uh, I did watch, speaking with the Disney thing, the uh, Guardian of the Galaxy holiday special. Oh, which, yeah, I heard uh, that was pretty good. Which, to be fair, was much better than the uh, the Star Wars holiday special that inspired it. Um, it does have a couple of musical numbers, but they, they, they're musical numbers that make sense within a holiday special. Uh, and it's just fun. It's just just absolutely realized that it come out already. Yeah, yeah it came out, it came a, out while I think, ago. a week ago, a week and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Before well, good uh, to almost know. right. Yeah, the like near Black Friday, I think. Yeah. Um, so I, I highly recommend it. Um, recommend that if that's a thing that you're into. Yeah, uh, skip it, but um, musical stuff. No, it's not not musical musical. No. Yeah, but I know what you mean. I mean, yeah, it's you mean like There's Disney. There, there's, there's musical performances. It's they're not like Disney movie musicals. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, they, Kevin Bacon's in it. He gets to oh, play with a band to uh, sing a Christmas song, and I'm sure that's part of how they got him to do it. Is it is it his band? Is it the Bacon Brothers? It is not the Bacon Brothers. It is yeah. James Gunn's band. Uh, oh, okay. I don't know how he managed to sign them for this, but uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, well, they, they, they start off like, uh, the singing a rather hysterically hysterical Christmas song that completely misunderstands Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Yeah, maybe I'll check it out then. You may have convinced me. Like, yeah, and it's awesome. like, oh. five, like 45 minutes, so. And I, I want to ask one last thing of you, Mike, uh, even though Eric may roll his eyes. Um, did you watch the end of the walking dead in your thoughts yeah i did um i, mean, I might roll my eyes you've been just as critical as that show as i have uh, but I, I you're you're right but i was actually asking the question and, oh. and you weren't asked you weren't wanting me to ask the question necessarily that's what i'm saying <laughs> i'm just saying don't act like you're not part of it that's no, all. i i agree i agree it's, it's, it was uh, no i mean it is what it was um Walking Dead went off the rails with one storyline that they stretched out for far too long through two or two and a half seasons, depending on how you count it. And it really could have been done in one. Uh, and I think it recovered significantly, sort of like we talked about uh, Supernatural got had like a, a bad spell and then kind of pushed through it and got a second win. But it never quite hit the heights again. It, it it ended up, and I'm watching the final episode and realizing, like, there's just so many people in the cast. And I don't know why, and because they kind of stopped killing people off. So it was hard to really get too attached to anybody because there were just too many of them. And you're like, there would be people like, oh, right, I forgot they're still on the show. Um, And some of it was like they got signed to do movies to do something else they disappear for a few episodes and then they come back um but also that was one of the things that worked i think for walking dead for those who liked it is that it gave it a bit of its bite it came to a, a, a pseudo end because there's three different spin-offs so the, those characters aren't going away none of the, the big characters died um and again that's the unfortunate thing but i mean as an ending if you take that as its ending I thought it was fair. I thought it was decent. Um, 
you know, it, it gave us 12, what, 11, 12 seasons of horror. I think it's 11 seasons of horror, uh, of zombie action, some really gruesome stuff, uh, and some very memorable moments over the years. It's just, unfortunately, most of those were in the first six. All right. Sounds good. All right. So uh, we can probably give our final thoughts on this film here, Pearl. But before we do, uh, Eric, you actually do another podcast with your buddy, Dan. I do. It's a general interest podcast called the Scancy Podcast. That's spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. You can get it wherever you find podcasts. Excellent. And uh, Barrett, myself and you uh, just started up uh, a, a, new, a podcast that was on hiatus for a little bit. Yeah. Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. We just recently did... Um, a review of cyberpunk edgewalkers. Uh, we watched that whole series and then discussed that. Um, and we're going to have some other things coming out soon. Exactly. And, uh, Mike, me, you and Eric, uh, uh, probably right around July. I mean, July, what am I saying? January 10th or 15th or something like that. We'll probably do a new episode of another podcast that was temporarily on hiatus. See, now originally it was last month, and now it's this month, and now it's January. So this is why I'm always so well, skeptical when you start talking about this. Well, you know, though, once all the holidays are, are done, it, it really makes it much easier. Uh, it's really uh, it's two holidays. I'm just saying there's a pattern. That's all I'm Phil, saying. Phil, Phil, <laughs> not, not when you have – It's two holidays. Well, yeah, well, Thanksgiving all the way to New Year's is pretty, is pretty tough. But anyway, continue, Mike. What, what is that up? What is that podcast? Uh, it is Sediment a la carte. Where you and I and Eric uh, take turns rotating and picking a classic question mark film, or at least a film that's dear to our heart. Um, some of them have been fairly new. I think the first movie we did was Hostels, and that was only about a year old at the time. Um, See, I don't think classic was in part of the discussion when we decided on this. It was movies that don't belong yeah. in dark discussions. But but, but yeah. it was movies that, that don't belong in dark discussions. But it's but it are films that we enjoy, right? Yes. Yeah, it's films don't that we, we love want to talk we about that talk don't belong under discussions. And but and what I mean though by by classic, it's meaning that they're older films, and I don't think it's intentional, but it has kind of worked out that way. So we're not like doing Bullet Train, not that we can't do Bullet right, Train. Right, right. wants to do Bullet Train, um, or who knows? Maybe we'll even do a Mission Impossible movie with the new Mission Impossible <laughs> coming out next year. Maybe, which is you know the joke being that's the thing that. It, Inspired the whole that argument inspired the podcast. Yes, yes. Uh, there is a lot of Tom Cruise in there, but yeah. So we so we we do that, and um, yeah, we've had the same movie on the back burner now for a couple of months. Uh, but the whole point of it was just to, to fill in the blanks when we weren't doing some other podcast at the same time. Because God knows we we can't get away with not podcasting more. <laughs> Oh my God, we only have one podcast. Whatever shall we do? All right, sounds good. Uh, all right, so let's give our final thoughts on uh, this movie here, uh, Pearl. So, uh, Eric, why don't you start? Um, I think Pearl is an excellent movie. I think Ty West is a great director. I think Mia Goth is a phenomenal actress uh, and really gets to show her stuff in this movie. Um, I would highly recommend it. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, this was a, a fantastic film. How I recommend, as Eric said, um, I, I think it was one of the top ten horror films I saw this year. Uh, I'm not sure where it'll fall, but uh, uh, it's been a pretty pretty solid 
top 10 list I, I feel is going to uh, be for 2022. So wherever it falls, uh, that's a good sign anyway. Uh, so yeah, high recommend. Uh, Barrett. Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was a really good um, prequel and well worth watching. All right. And Mike. Yeah. Uh, stellar film. Uh, I'd say it would be in my top five for sure, but there's some really, really good movies out this year. It's been a good year. Uh, it has been phenomenal, uh, in my opinion. And there's a lot I have not seen, um, so, uh, but that I've heard good things about. Um, so, yeah, I can't recommend it enough, uh, especially if you're a horror fan or dark drama fan. Uh, and I do think it pairs quite well with X. So. Uh, and they're different enough that you know it won't be tedious watching them in a sitting if you feel like doing it. All right, sounds yes, good. All right, sounds good. So uh, once again, uh, it was 2022. The film is Pearl. It's a prequel to an earlier film from the same year uh, called X. Uh, the film is available for uh, rental purchase, uh, though uh, I'm sure it'll be coming on streaming sooner or later. Um, you should probably check it out as, as we all feel it was pretty good. And with all that stated, Eric, why don't you lead us out? All right. Thanks for tuning in. Let's talk about Pearl. Come back next week. We'll have another topic. Mm-hmm.